1: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Betting Weekly Podcast, the EPL edition. We're going to be looking ahead to another round of Premier League fixtures ahead of the upcoming international break. And alongside me to break it all down, first up, Jack Wright. How are you, sir? Good to see you.
2: Thank you very much, Harry. Yeah, very well. Very well indeed. Yeah, nice week. Good week. Lots of action going on domestically, international stuff. So plenty of football to feast our eyes on. Some good, some not so good.
1: Absolutely. Also joining us, uh Bet Rivers is head honcho, Mr. Nigel Seely. How are you? Yeah, not bad, Harry. Looking looking forward to the weekend's
0: We've had a bad run on here. We haven't been doing too well myself and Jack. We've we've hit a bit of the buffers really. And uh we need to bounce back. I've said the last couple of weeks have been quite difficult and it has been, but uh, the performances from uh, from myself haven't been good enough. So uh, this week I'm very confident I've gone back to the well a bit this week, I've gone back <laughs> to the old tried and tested and uh, hopefully to get some results. But it's been a bad couple of weeks and probably been a good couple of weeks for Bet Rivers and some of the results that have happened. So a lot of shocks in the Premier League. Liverpool, for example, winning 7-0 against Man United and then coming back to earth, as a loss against Bournemouth. Who would have seen that? But uh, some freaky results in the Premier League at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's what makes it the best league in the world. And that's why it can be difficult sometimes, of course, uh, to pick winners consistently. But you guys over the course of the season have done a fantastic job. So that brings me on nicely to... Uh, the Betting Weekly Handicappers League table, uh, where the EPL show sits in third. We are still in profit. Uh, the league earn boys, we talk about them every week. They are absolutely flying. Daniele uh, is a one-man money-making machine uh, covering the Serie A. Um, but I'm confident we can close the gap on the Serie A show, at least, uh, guys. How, how are you feeling about that? Well, as long as you're confident, I'm confident, Harry. As long as I've got the seal of semi-approval, then I know we'll be in good shape. <laughs> There you go. That's what matters most, right? Without further ado, let's get into uh, this weekend's Premier League games. I'm going to start with you, Jack. Uh, You've uh, provided us a pick from the clash between Nottingham Forest and Newcastle United. What have you gone for here?
2: Yeah, we need to get straight into it, don't we? We need to lay a marker down this weekend to show that we've had our little wobbles over the last few weeks and we're going in. So we've gone for the early kickoff. Well, the first kickoff of the weekend is Friday night in the UK. So a, a big occasion, live on TV and so on and so forth. So um, American viewers, listeners, it's Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern time, your time. So make sure you're on board with this one nice and early. And both myself and Nigel, we've talked about um, the last couple of weeks. We've both been stung by Forest over, over so the last couple of game weeks as well. So um, that's been when they've been away from home. We've had a little bit too much faith that they were going to turn things around on their travels and they certainly haven't. So they are a different team at home where where they are this uh, Friday night, uh, home to Newcastle. So a, a tough game, but they certainly like to raise their game against the better clubs and especially when they're at home. So we should see an absolutely Awesome atmosphere. Uh, it seems they've put all their eggs into like the City Ground basket. They've been waiting for their home games. They've got kind of mid-table performances and results um, at home. And it's just a way, as I say, where they're they're, they're rock bottom. They're, they're just done nothing there at all. So um, Steve Cooper's obviously had um, the same as I've had. He's had the vote of confidence over the course of the season and. Uh, mm. Yeah. Unlike me, he's had the he's had the new contracts coming in the post. I've, mm. I've, I've checked yeah. the mailbox today, and it's not there yet. But Rivals got a, bit a, we'll,
0: we'll, a good match bet. It's uh, <laughs> minus one twenty. Jet Wright uh, plus one ten. Steve Cooper who goes first. But we'll see. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see what
2: happens. Hanging in there. But uh, yeah, so he, he gave him he gave his side a bit of a rollicking after last week's poor no show, really. So we should hopefully see a, a good um, response back from that. Geordie's will go in their numbers as always to create that atmosphere. So um, that's what I'm kind of basing this on as well, that it should be a, a real cracking atmosphere to kind of get, get this Nottingham Forest side lifted and playing where they kind of do it at, at their best. They're actually on a decent run of form at home. They've only lost three times there all season. Um, they're nine unbeaten at home, which is a fantastic run. It kind of surprised me digging into the detail of it to find that they are actually doing that well. That's included in the game against Manchester City there as well. So um, I'm not actually going to take the match result on here. But on the basis of what I expect, to, a, a better performance from Forest, I'm taking a player prop. I'm going with Morgan Gibbs-White to have over one and a half shots in the game. So basically two or more. Um, we're getting plus money on that. I've kind sort of nervously been looking at the price as it's kind of got a little bit lower and lower from when I identified it a couple of days ago, um, but it's still there, at a good price. I'd set my, my, my target just around about plus money. It's plus one hundred and five, so certainly a very good play at that that price. Um, obviously, with with Forest, they brought in thirty players this season, so uh, it's always going to be a little bit of a, a mix and match with them until they found it right. We've seen that with Chelsea, obviously an established Premier League side, trying to find out their best side by bringing so many players in. So as a newly promoted side, it's going to be tough. But Gibbs-White was one of those 30 players that have come in. And I'd, I'd probably say that if you asked the pundits or asked the fans as well, who's been the best side, and he would certainly be in the top three consistently. So, so much so, I think his consistent form over the, over the course of the season. There, there was talk that he might have been in Gareth Southgate's side um, which is, or squads, which has just been announced. So he, uh, he's just missed out on that, but um, certainly not through no um, lack of effort on his part. Uh, so he has certainly been one of the more consistent players in that side. So he's only scored a couple of goals this season, but I say it's the shots that we're looking for here. Um, and he's had 42 shots across the season so far, 23 appearances, and averages a shot every 45 minutes, which is obviously perfect as far as us needing him to have two or more here. His blank against Spurs last weekend it actually was the first time in 12 that he, um, that he hadn't had a shot in the game. So um, Brennan Johnson is also likely to be out for this one, which will give more onus to him in the forward areas. So expect him to see more of the ball, expect him to be the key driver as far as looking to break the deadlock in this one's concern. And also it should be quite a tight game against Newcastle. We know Newcastle have been misfiring. Yes, they won last weekend. Um, but other than that, they've been kind of struggling to, to score goals. They've only scored one in the last four away games. So that should keep the game tight. It should mean that Forrester always in it, be it trying to get that winning goal or trying to maybe get an equaliser. So Gibbs-White will be a, be a big part of that. And as I expect him to see uh, plenty of the ball and uh, plenty of uh, attempts at goal. really need two or more plus money. So I'm taking that on.
1: Nice one. Good stuff. Uh, And remember, that game does kick off on Friday night. So if you want to get that play on, uh, you need to be aware of the timing around that one uh, by the time you're listening to this. Uh, Nigel, let's take it on. Aston Villa versus Bournemouth. Um, What have you got for us here?
0: Yeah, it's pretty similar to what I've said for the last two weeks in this podcast. I mean, haven't had a great run, but one team that's always been good for me in the last couple of weeks has been Aston Villa. Uh, It was a push last week against West Ham in the draw. The week previous to that, they won against Everton, which was one of my picks as well. And I'm sticking with Aston Villa. I'm going to sort of repeat myself in in my sort of analysis of this game. I I think Villa are a side that are really pushing for the top half of the table. I bet them at the start of the season to finish in the top half. I give up on the bet. But now I can see Fulham dropping points. um, And I I think that I think there's only I think it's between them and Fulham who gets that final position. On a current form, you've got to think Villa. Will sneak into it ahead of Fulham because Villa have got a bit of a a surge of sort of team spirit and morale again with the new boost of the new manager. They were going nowhere under Steven Gerrard. Unai Emery's come in. They they seem to be playing for the manager. They've got a goal scorer in great form. They have a a defence that was really shaky in that you know when he first came in. But they the opponents were Man City, Arsenal, and Leicester. I think the man, the Arsenal performance was very, very good. I think the Man City performance, they played well in patches. The only one that you could say was a really, really bad performance was the one against Leicester. Uh, they've worked on that. Since then, three defeats, they, went, they won beaten in three. Two wins against teams very similar to Bournemouth, their opponents, Crystal Palace, West Ham uh, and Everton. All teams in that bottom section, they haven't lost one. And I think they'll beat uh, Bournemouth. This is a Bournemouth side that... Um, Obviously, they've got a lot of plaudits from last week's win against Liverpool, 1-0, but Liverpool didn't show up. I think it would have been a very, very different game if Salah scored the penalty. I think Liverpool would have gone on and won it in the end. Uh, And for me, Bournemouth are a different side at home than they are on the road. I mean, their road form this season has been terrible. Only second worst behind, not in the forest. Uh, Last nine matches, eight defeats. Uh, One win was against Wolves, which was a bit of a shock win. It was a smash and grab win there. And we know at the time Wolves weren't scoring goals and not playing very well. But I think that hope, that uh, that win against Liverpool has given us a very, very attractive price here. And I feel that I was going to bet Villa on the money line just to win it. They were minus 133 when the line come up. They've gone now up to about minus 146, which probably wouldn't sort of warrant a bet here for one unit. So I've gone for a little bit of a better way of getting with them. I've gone for Villa on the Asian handicap minus 0.75, which means half of the bet is on the minus half. So, so I e to win the match, and the other bet is on them minus one. So, if they win the game, we only win half by one goal. If they win by two goals, we win three goals. We win, and I and I think the market here has looked too heavily into Bournemouth's win last week against Liverpool, and not too heavily into Villa's recent form. And they're a completely different side. If you break down their their stats, if you break down their their the, the way they play, everything about them has totally changed in the last three or four weeks. And Villa, I feel now, if you can get plus money to finish in the top half of the Premier League, is definitely a bit
1: Um I think that makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, there's been a lot of improvement, uh, particularly at Aston Villa of late, Jack. Um, you've also got a pick in this game, but again, not going with the result, going with something different.
2: Yeah, I'm going on the lines of, of goals, for Villa and specifically who's going to score it. And Nigel alluded to it without naming him, uh, a striker in form. So I'm going to, for Ollie Watkins to score here. Plus 130 is the the price, um, which looks at, which a very, very nice price and, and basically on, on the same lines of what Nigel's now talked about. Villa, upwardly mobile under Emery, getting his message across to him now. Obviously a totally different coach, an experienced coach and a great coach compared to what has um, been before him at Villa Park. Um, and yeah, they had a little wobble right at the ship, three unbeaten, a bit unlucky last week, a bit of a soft penalty against them for West Ham. Um, but say, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't lose it at the end of the day. Um, and Watkins was on the score sheet again. So interested, like they've, only won seven of 13, but I think they've been unlucky to only win seven of those 13. I agree that they're certainly better for that and are they're already on the short list for next season's futures as far as different markets. So we can look to exploit them because I think they will be a little bit undervalued um, based on a whole season this season when realistically it's been less than a half that they'll have under, under Emery. Um, The interesting thing under him is they've scored in every single one of their 13 games in the league. So that's a a, a big, big boost as well. 21 goals in 13 games and say at least one in all of them. So shows you that forward thinking. Um, He's certainly come in with a forward thinking approach, a front foot approach. And he's got the players to do that. Maybe identifying that they're not so good at the back, but certainly got a lot of talent going forward. Watkins obviously now leading the line. He's playing with a lot of confidence. Buendia in behind him as well. Bailey and Ramsey, so they've got a very potent, um, say, front area of the field. Um, And obviously against the Bournemouth side here, that ship goals for fun. Yes, a clean sheet against Liverpool. We talked about it in midweek while I was swerving the Liverpool game in the Champions League is because you can't call Liverpool at the moment. So you can't read much into that effectively put a line through that form. As I said, the missed penalty as well was a massive swing factor, but 51 goals is the most any team's conceded in the Premier League. That's Bournemouth. Um, 35 of those have come on their travel. So knocking on the door with three goals conceded per game, um, which is, uh, which is atrocious. Let's make no bones about it. Um, and Ollie Watkins is on fire. Um, he's only Harland, Kane and Rashford have scored more goals than him since the world cup, since the football in Premier League's come back. Um, He's looking like back to his his, his best when Brentford, admittedly in the in the tier below, he scored 26 goals in that season. But he's been pretty consistent at Villa under Dean Smith and Stephen Gerrard with 14 and 11 goals in the last two seasons. But he's now, I think, under Emery, with a coach that is good enough to unlock talent and improve talent. I think that's where that's coming in, and we're seeing that with with him. Um, at, at, you know, he's gone on record as saying that he's told told his teammates now to take a touch and find him early. He can score different types of goals. He can spin in behind the back. He's got the pace to get get away from defenders and will take an early shot and strike. He's also, like the other weekend, he scored with his head as well. So scored in five consecutive games uh, until he had a blank against Crystal Palace. And you think you don't want to get on a streaky a striker just as he then blanks. And that's what he did. But then first game back, he scored again. And I'm confident, again, this is the perfect game for him to keep that run going Um, and and score more more goals against, uh, say, one of the leakiest, well, the leakiest defence in the league.
1: Indeed. Um, Moving on to the next one, Nigel, you you mentioned that hasn't been a great uh, last couple of weeks. When you're struggling, you go back to basics, right? That's what football coaches do first and foremost. And with this next pick, you've gone back to the Nigel Seeley textbook (laughs) of basics. Do you know what? I'm telling you what, it's the uh,
0: get-out-of-jail card. Anyone who played Monopoly, this is your get-out-of-jail card when you're doing your money. This is the one you want to go to. It's one you want to have. And it's, abso- it's just, I mean, I, I keep harping on about it, but this. I've done a lot, little bit more extensive research, which is... a. Uh, Quite a lot for me to actually do, you know. I'm not really that much of a, a research man, but I've decided to put some extensive research in because I knew that you two would make a little smirk about it, thinking, "Oh, here he goes. He's going to pick up that Wolves to draw again at half time bet, and just think that he's, he's having a laugh about it." But I'm not. I tell you the reason why. Well, listen, Wolves are playing Leeds. It's a huge game at the bottom of the Premier League table. We've seen in recent weeks whenever there's a game between the two sides at the bottom of the table, they're very, very nervy, in particularly in the first half. How many games have been nil nil at half time? And as the season goes on, there's nine teams involved in a relegation battle here. You're gonna get matches week in and week out involving teams in the bottom nine, where they're thinking a point isn't a bad result. Let's be cagey. This be then they, there is nine. It's, unlike any other season in the Premier League with nine teams who all could potentially get relegated. Um, you know, that just one of the teams at the bottom is about minus 136 to be relegated. The, t- the team in 12th are minus $6 to be relegated. That is just unheard of in Premier League. So there is going to be some amazingly tight matches, especially in the first halves. Wolves against Le- Leeds looks that kind of game. Um, Leeds, under the new manager, have gone a little bit more defensive. They're not so open, especially on the road. I think they're a little bit more defence-minded. Let's have a look at the stats here, though. I mean, We know about Wolves. We keep saying about Wolves being uh, draw specialists in the first half. This season, they've drawn 14 of their 27 matches in the first half, which equates to a 55%. That is minus 125 in American betting language, 55%. So that's what, if you went in statistically on a Wolves match, that's what price you should be betting the draw if you looked at all their games. Leeds, amazingly, have the most draws in the Premier League this season at halftime ahead of Wolves. They've drawn fifteen out of twenty-six matches. Right? If you do the combine the two, it works out around about a fifty-seven percent that the, the match will end as a draw. So it's minus one thirty-six in the first half. Now let's have a look at their their records against. Sorry, if you do it combined, it's seventeen out of twenty-six, which works out. Sorry, let's start again. If you look at Wolves at the bottom of the table against bottom half teams, so this is Wolves against bottom half teams. They played fourteen teams in the bottom half of the Premier League this season and they've been drawing at halftime in eight of them. That works out at 57%, so it's minus 176 in betting terms. Leeds, leads against teams in the bottom half of the table, they have played 12 teams in the bottom half of the table this season, and nine of them have been drawing at halftime, which is 75%, which is minus $3. Now, if you look at the two combined, they have played in 26 matches against teams in the bottom half, and 17 of them have been drawn, which is 65%. Which is minus $2. Leeds have played Wolves twice this season, once in the Carabao Cup and once in the league. In the league, it ended 1 1, it was a draw at half time. In the Carabao Cup, it was 1 0 to Leeds, it was a draw at half time. So plus 108, it's wrong. You, you can work it all out. 55% probability of Leeds being a draw in their matches, it's about a 60% uh, probability of Leeds being a draw in their matches against bottom half of the teams combined it's sixty five percent chance seventeen out of twenty six combined and leads against bottom half of the teams in the Premier League
1: seventy five of their matches are a draw at half time plus one oh eight is the wrong price. There you go. Nigel's done the maths. Uh, look at Jack's face he's smiling. He loves the, he loves the working out there, don't you?
2: Uh-huh. I just wish you had like a Carol Vorderman style um whiteboard behind you could have written it all down. You could have broken <laughs> it down. That'd have been lovely. Really?
1: Yeah, fantastic. That's, I mean, that's yeah, one for
2: the future. It's all there. It's all up there. It's all <laughs> up there.
0: It's all up there. But I mean, it, it's, it's just draw. I mean, th- th- this this is going to be caging. The first half is going to be caging. Neil nil first half as well. I wouldn't put anybody off. Wouldn't even put anyone off for a draw in, in full time.
1: Um, both teams desperate for a point, a, point, a plus point. 108 halftime draw. Get it on. Get it on, guys. Get it on. Uh, let's move forward. Brentford taking on Leicester City um Jack Brentford um flying this season Leicester City in trouble at the wrong end of the table how do you see this one going
2: yeah well Nigel's what he's done there is absolutely outline a fantastic value play and we've said this a few times before as well one side that are continually undervalued week in wig out is Brentford and for me they are again uh, minus 106 for a Brentford win which is what I'm going for I didn't look this morning and that actually touched plus money and I I couldn't believe it. I could only assume that's because they played midweek um, and, but they won and the, assuming that that might well take a little bit out of them and, and Leicester refresh but I don't really care because Leicester refreshed last week and put in a shocking performance against the Chelsea side that had a massive um, win in the Euro, um, Champions League. So um, they're now back just under, um, so back to minus money, but only just. So minus one oh six is the play here. Um, Brentford twelve games unbeaten, got beat by Everton last weekend, and then dust themselves off, bounce back. Sometimes you see these sides that, especially the the lesser sides, not the elite, that suffer a defeat after a strong run and then just go on a little bit of a negative run straight away. Pretty tricky game going to Southampton. On you know, look at the league table and you think maybe not so because they're down the bottom, but. You know, they've not done so bad under um, Ruben Seles. Uh, they've picked up a couple of wins and a draw from his four games. Um, and, and Brentford have gone there and done a number on them. I tried to work out if you can say brentford but I think there's too many does at the end of it. But they, they basically Brentford-dunham um, in their own style. Uh, they keep it tight at the back. They keep it simple. You don't tend to see them making silly, ridiculous mistakes. Um, they played kind of percentages. Um, and that can sometimes get a bit kind of sneered at. But... Look at the results they're getting from it. They allowed one shot on target from Southampton. Southampton had hundreds and hundreds of passes going nowhere. They had loads and loads of possession doing nothing with it. And Brentford did what they needed to do. They kept it tight and then exploited their strengths. First goal, set piece. And you know whatever league you're in, if, if you're good at your set pieces, you're always going to have a good chance, regardless of, say, Premier League, League One, wherever you want to go. Um, fantastic ball in. Showed the desire to get near post, get the flick on, and possibly go in at the far post anyway. But they've also got a very, very valuable commodity in Ivan Tony, who we've just heard has been called up to the England squad um, today. Their goal side of his marker in a PAX penalty area from a set piece to nudge the ball home inches out. And that's what he's about 16 goals for the season now. Only Haaland ha- and Kane have got more than him. Absolutely fantastic. They've scored 18 goals from set pieces this season, which is by far and the highest in the league. Um, and then the second one, again, that soaked up the pressure last minute or two um, in their own box, ball up to Tony, wins the header, flick on. And the players around him know that he's going to win it and he can win it. I saw him play a, a nice ball off his backside the other day, perfectly intend- intentional, but with his head, left foot, right foot, whatever it is, he can also assist these players. And he's done a fantastic flick on, Wiss has gone through, calm as you like, slotted at home and they put the game to bed. Um, so fantastic. Um, and that was an away performance and they're even stronger at home. They're nine unbeaten at home as well. Um, only Arsenal have gone there this season, the league leaders, of course, and, and to come back with three points. Um, and since the return of football from, from the World Cup, they've lost the fewest amount of games in the Premier League. And... As a result, they'd have been fourth in that table since the World Cup. So I think that's testament to exactly what they're doing at the moment, and they continue to to play football that, that teams can't live with. Teams like Leicester, who look shot, and that's not my corrective text coming out. They are, they do look shot. They're in big trouble. They're out of the relegation zone, only on goal difference. Um, I, I tweeted like last weekend that they're, they're, they are in trouble, and they certainly are. Didn't have a midweek game, but as I said, it didn't help them last time out either. They've lost five on the spin. They lost nine of the last 13 away from home. Rumblings about Rodgers losing the dressing room. And, and like we've heard this much of the season. Vestergaard's come out and said that he's not talking to him. He's then argued back in the press. And it's like all this public stuff. And once you know that your players and your manager are doing all this sort of stuff in public, then uh, you, you're in for massive, massive trouble. Um, Madison is kind of carrying them, but he, he's not quite at it at the moment. And, and they're suffering as a result of that. They've got nothing else. Vout Fast, who was probably their best defender prior to the World Cup, looked like he was going to get in the Belgian side. Um, He's now suspended. He got sent off in the last game as well. So, um, interesting quote from Rodgers to end this one. Need to rediscover their fight and their um, resilience. They haven't got that. And there's one place you don't want to go to with a soft underbelly because it's going to get absolutely discovered, and that's Brentford. And they will. I think Brentford will outfight them. They'll outbattle them. They'll outwork them. And they'll outscore them. Brentford to win minus 106 is a great play for me this weekend.
1: Yeah, seems like fantastic value uh, based on everything you've told us there. Um, Nigel, let's come back to you, mate. The only Premier League game on Sunday is between the league leaders, Arsenal and Crystal Palace, who are in real danger of sliding into the relegation fight. You could argue that they're already in it. Uh, You've been talking a lot about Palace and, and sort of the trajectory there on a downward one at that um and you've gone for an interesting pick in this game talk to us a little bit about
0: it yeah i've got futures on palace at all kinds of rates in the last 3 weeks from down from 16s 12s 10s i bet them at 7 to 1 last week they're now currently down to plus 500 with betriver's at 5 to 1 so they are in the relegation mix they're not they're not they're not in just being danger of being in it they're in it my only worry is they're going to get they set the manager before. Now I want him to stay because he's out. He's just given up, and uh, I, 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 his tactics are just to get an nil-nil draws in every single game he goes to. It's not good enough. It's, they've got nothing as an attacking threat. Vieira now is minus one twenty favorite to be the next Premier League manager to leave his job. So that is a concern for me. If you're a Palace, better because you don't you don't, you want him in, in the job. I don't know who they would bring in though. I mean, that's there isn't many people out there probably bringing. Big Boy, Sam, I, I suppose Sam Allardyce. Was to get him out of trouble. I don't know. I don't know would be the next man favourite to be their manager there, but um, no one's going to want to go there at the moment because they've got no goal threat. I mean, if you look at this game, I, I really wanted to bet a market, and and, and I, I haven't seen it on the Bet Rivers site for the last three or four weeks, and it's to win to nil, which is my favourite, one of my favourite markets. Um, bet Rivers have seemed to have taken that off their their offering, which was a bit of a which is a bit of a a bit of disappointment for me because it's a market I love in these kinds of games because I can see Arsenal winning this and just can't see a goal coming from Crystal Palace. So that was always a way that I like to get with teams who are like minus 250 like this, like this Marshall side and get with them around about even money because I just don't see any goal threat from Crystal Palace. So the only way I could probably feasibly get with that is to go with under two and a half goals, which is a bit of a worry because there is a tendency that Arsenal could win three or four, which could really ruin this bet. Um, Palace to uh, not score a goal is heavy minus I think it's like minus 153 so the best option was here to find was under two and a half goals which is plus uh, 108 Palace no wins in 12 shocking Um, seven times in those 12 matches they failed to score they haven't scored in four matches Sahar is back now but looks a shadow of the player he was last season doesn't look anything like him uh, the only reason that they aren't in bigger trouble is because their defence is really good. They're very solid defensively, but from an attacking perspective, they absolutely offer nothing. Uh, the concerns for Arsenal here is that they're playing on the back of a huge game on a Thursday in, in the Europa League, uh, Sporting Lisbon tonight, which is finely poised as well. I mean, that's going that's a big, big game. So can. Mikel Arteta afford to put out a, a real short, a, a reserve team. I think it'll be a mixture of players in that game, but certainly at least five or six players will feature at the weekend. That's not ideal for them, and you always want to get with teams, takes them a little bit of time when they come back on a Thursday, so that's a negative. Um, and I just think here that the bet here, obviously you've got Patrick Vieira going back to a club where he's a legend in Arsenal, so we want to see some kind of a performance from his side, because he doesn't want to be embarrassed. So I, I've, I've gone for uh, under 2.5 goals. I really wanted to play Arsenal to win to nil. That, was, that would be my big pick, but unfortunately, we have to go for the under 2.5 goals. Um, my only danger is that Arsenal could win 3 or 4, but I'm hoping for Arsenal to win 1 or 2 nil, Uh get through the, the, the Europa League tonight, get through that game, uh, get 1 or 2-0 up with about 20 minutes to go, comfortable easing through, rest a load of players, and go off to international break and come back for some massive matches for Arsenal uh, on the other side of the international break. So, reluctantly, I'm going to go for Arsenal Palace to be under two and a half goals at plus 108.
2: Arsenal to win to nil was the first one I wrote down on my pad at the start of the before the markets came out. I I really like that as well for the exact same reasons you've now said. And when they did have the win to nil market, I used to put in the win and under 0.5 goals on the same game parlay just to compare prices. Um, and it was normally just a little worse than back back in winter nil. but you can do that if you really want to. Arsenal uh, to win an under zero point five Palace goals on the same game parlay as minus one thirty four.
1: Cool, good stuff. Um, just to back up what Nigel was saying as well, I, I covered a Crystal Palace game last week, and I think I'm right in saying they haven't had a shot on target in three Premier League games. Well, prior to obviously yesterday. Uh, but they hadn't managed a shot on target in three games, which tells you I mean, they're a
0: serious, serious. They have they have a, a terrible run in the Premier League. They've got some, they, they've got Arsenal and Palace, and then in April they play four teams or five teams. Every game is a team in or around them at the bottom of the table, and they're not showing anything. And everyone look at that and say, "Oh, we can get something from Southampton. We can get something from Leeds. We can get them. those teams are showing a lot more fight than Palace." And at the moment, you'd want to be with them teams. There's no team worse in current form in the Premier League than Crystal Palace, and. If you're a supporter of them, I think for, I think even now five to one to be relegated is, is a big price because you're just under the uh, the, the, the idea that they're going to turn up and suddenly win two or three games against them teams in and around them. They're not, you know, because they've got no goal for it. They can't score goals. They're not creating chances. You can't just turn it off on and off like a tap. They're in a real stuttering form, and uh, I, I think I think the market is still wrong here. You know? I think Palace at fives
1: and some firms are six to get relegated is, is too big. I think a lot of that is based on people expecting sort of like Wilfred Zaha to come to the party, but he's not the same player he was. And also just
0: one other thing. I mean, it's also to do with the fact that
1: their, their, their home form used to be solid. Last season, they were the
0: best team outside the top four with their home form. This season, they're not. My brother's a season ticket holder. I've said this before in this this show, but he said the atmosphere this season is absolutely the worst he's been for 25 years because that that set of ultra fans that they've had behind the golf in the Ellerslie Road. What's the the road they have there? Homesdale Road Road end? They've moved them away from another part of the ground, and they're not. The atmosphere is gone. He says it's the worst atmosphere he's seen for 20 odd years at Palace, and I think they're in big trouble.
2: You see that with with sides that are brilliant at home because of their home fans, and you think Leeds, you think Everton, you think Newcastle. Newcastle when they were anti-Ashley were, were obviously not good at home because the, the fans weren't with them they are with them this season we've seen the impact of that Palace are the same if you're relying on your home form and because of the intimidating atmosphere because of the fact that the crowd's all behind the, the 12th man and all that kind of stuff when that's not there because they're not with you you've you've lost that and, and you've lost a whole bucket load of points to go with it so um Absolutely. They're in big trouble. And, and you're right. I was going to say the same thing. You can't turn it on and off just against good sides, bad sides, so on. So, uh, no, absolutely
1: right. There you go. That's uh, that's the pick from Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Let's uh, summarise the guys' picks uh, before we say our goodbyes. Uh, Jack has gone for Morgan Gibbs-White to have over one and a half shots in the game between Nottingham Forest and Newcastle. That's at plus one. 105. Uh, In the game between Aston Villa and Bournemouth, there's a pick from each of the guys. Uh, Aston Villa at minus 0.75. Is Nigel's pick? That's at minus 117. And Jack's gone with Watkins to score. Yes, in that game at plus 130. Uh, In the clash between Wolves and Leeds United, Nigel Seeley's gone back to basics with a draw at halftime. That's at plus 108. Uh, Jack's gone for a simple pick in Brentford versus Leicester. That's for the Bees to win. That's at minus 106. And in the clash between Arsenal and Crystal Palace on Sunday, Nigel's gone for under two and a half goals at plus 108. So those are the guys' official plays going into this next round of Premier League fixtures. Um, Nigel, what else is going on across uh, the Bet Rivers uh, network and uh, the tennis, uh, the rest of the stuff give us here, well it's a big it?
0: month in america with march madness to college basketball which is absolutely huge so everyone's going to be watching that so uh, it's going to be a huge crazy month for bettors betters across the states with march madness on the european side where well, we have a break next week then we international break so this is the last chance to check out all the content on the website and on the uh, on the on the twitter handle and on the youtube channel because european football stops next week but it's a big week of tennis next week it's the miami masters uh, our ambassador, James Blake, is the tournament director in Miami, and I'll be over in Miami covering that for us um, because we win. So, yeah, it's a big week, uh, lots of action, but football stops next week with
1: international break. Another holiday again. <laughs> yes. Yes, Harry. Where are you going tomorrow? Where to, are you going tomorrow? To the wonderful city of Paris.
0: Yeah, it's not holiday, it's work. It's work. Yeah. <laughs> I have hired a speedboat on the Sunday to do my videos from. I'm always I'm always looking now for sort of backdrops to try to do the speedboats. And, you know, there's a part in America where you drive on the speedboat and they take you around where all the famous people live in Miami. I'm trying to, I'm going to do one outside Kim Kardashian's house, see if she comes in and gives me away. But yeah, so Miami Vice. Yeah, Miami Vice. I've got a suit ready before that.
1: I
2: Just don't sit in a hammock.
1: Yeah, don't worry about that. We're fine. <laughs> Yeah, you get. We got. To, we got to come to some sort of agreement on what the definition of work is. Well, anyway, hammock, me, to, be, to be is fair,
0: it. to be fair, Harry. Honestly, the breaking news of the whole of the network today is they're actually going to do a bit of work for us tonight at the Emirates, <laughs> which is that that is the biggest news of the whole, not only the week, there it's the go. year. There they're actually go. going to do us a video. I can't believe it. But anyway, yeah. I'm sure there'll be some email. Sorry, I can't get in it. Sorry, I've, I've, I've just uh, some. Uh, <laughs> Some old uh, Latvian television channel wanna do an interview with me for five minutes about Arsenal's chances in the Premier League this season. Sorry, I can't do it. I've just just uh, sorry, I've just had to do an interview with David Hillier. Uh, about sorry. David Hillier. <laughs>
1: Uh, David Healy is a legend. Yeah, David, you. A good, guy. Yeah, good guy. Good
0: guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll see John Lukic just asked me if I could just do a little video with him. So to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice one, guys. Right. Uh, we'll be uh, back. Not next week because it is the international break, but we'll be back the week after uh, to pick up where we left off. Uh, make sure you uh, get those bets on nice and early, particularly that one. In the clash between Forest and Newcastle. Remember, that is a Friday evening kickoff here in the UK. Uh, I think Jack said 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, 4 so p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So make sure you get across that one nice and quickly. Give the guys a follow on social media. Make sure you follow their joint handle at Because We Win, and we'll be back soon with more. Until next time, goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network.